Hello again, this is Noah and John from Urban Digs, and we are talking Manhattan, and today I got Bianca Yankov, CEO of Spire. Thank you so much for coming. And you brought your guest, Mark Weinstock, super agent at Spire. Thanks for coming. My pleasure. This, this show is about what's happening on the real, real-time streets of Manhattan real estate, so I want to extract all those insights in your brains here. So let's start high level. What's happening right there in the market right now? What's happening high level? Um, the market is interesting. Uh, it's a place that we haven't been in at least seven years, mm -hmm. maybe closer to 10. Mm -hmm. um, it's a place where sellers and buyers um, have a gap between them, and that gap uh, is slowly becoming smaller and smaller, but it's taking a while. Right, and, and would you say, sorry to interrupt you, but I'm just curious, would you say when it's narrowing, that's the buyers coming up, or is that the sellers coming down in general? I think it's more like the sellers coming down. Okay. And um, somebody recently said, maybe it was even on your show, and I agree with it, that when the market is, is going up, buyers adjust quickly. But when it's going down, sellers adjust slowly. Right. So yeah, I remember that, that conversation. That's yeah. exactly what we're yeah. seeing uh, across the board. And I, for the first time in 10 years, I'm having expired conversation right um and the, the conversation is not nice and i even told the, the seller i don't know how to have this conversation with you well could you just explain what that is for some of the people who might be listening that might not understand what an expired conversation is referring to we took a listing um with uh, another spire agent uh, that was on the market for a year yep. um, overpriced and we had the overpriced conversation with the seller we had her renovate, invest uh, in new appliances, we invested in staging, and we priced it right where we thought it would sell instantly. We had a couple offers uh, right out of the gate. The seller wasn't happy with those offers, mm -hmm. uh, considering she just invested $30,000 into renovations. Right. And six months later, we're still here. Mm -hmm. uh, the asking price with the previous agent was a million, mm -hmm. with us was 925. Right. We reduced it to eight seventy nine, um, and the best offer we have right now is eight twenty. Now, where were those first offers at? Were they higher than eight twenty? Yes. Okay, so this is we talk about yeah. this a lot, but the sellers they, they don't get it through their heads because it sounds like just broker babble, right? When we say that your best offers and the best traffic come in the first couple of weeks, we're not lying. We're not lying. And I I experienced that when I sold my place in two thousand six. I actually got a better offer. In that first week and a half, I was at a higher price, and I'm like, all right, you know what? I still got a lot of room here. I'm just going to ignore that offer. And then five months later, my offer came in after reductions at a lower level. It's just a pitfall, but it's it's a truism. So, so it's a conversation we have to have with, yeah. with uh, sellers in that market back then. Right. I had this conversation every time. You're gonna get multiple offers early on. Right. Don't get greedy. Don't right. increase the price. Just go for the best one. Right. Um, and it worked, it yeah. worked. Um, right now, it's slightly different. So now this listing is, it didn't sell, the listing agreement expired, it right? It expired yesterday. Yeah. It expired yesterday, mm -hmm. so now you're in a position. She resigned, for, she resigned, but for a shorter period of time. Gotcha, is that common for expires to just resign for a shorter period or maybe just try to rent it out or something? Yeah, so that's the backup plan. So right. we're gonna run uh, six more open houses and and she'll rent it out for a year. Gotcha. Mark, what do you, you see now? Mine just expired also because I, I have a high-end listing um, on the Upper West Side, right on the Museum of Natural History. You mm -hmm. don't get any better views or a better location than that. Right. 
a year and a half, two years ago, this would have been gone already. Right. Uh, my listing expired because I put it on in the summer. I put it on in July. A lot of that crowd is gone in the summer, especially right. August. So, you know, but we put it on and uh, it's an estate sale and it expired. So I just had them in, uh, increase it, you know, renew for another three months. I wasn't gotcha. going to put it for 180 days. I said yeah. 90 days. It happens to be a friend slash client. Right. So, and they, she didn't hesitate and she, this seller has agreed to the price reductions, but if I can get into it, it's I have comps in the building. Mm -hmm. uh, my unit is... These are active comps in the building? The, or yes. Sold. Uh, one is sold, one just went into contract. The mm -hmm. same unit mm -hmm. on higher floors. Mm -hmm. right. So it was perfect, right. but it hurt us also. So you want me to get into the specifics of Go that? for yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How, okay. How are you looking so, at this? And yes. I, I want to know is how are those other ones priced compared to you? Yes. Right. So I'm on a fifth, um, this is a classic seven. Mm -hmm. Mine needs renovation. The owner lived there for 40 plus years. Mm -hmm. I'm on the fifth floor. The same unit on the 10th floor, renovated, mm -hmm. sold last August of 2017. Mm -hmm. For four, four, five. And now, is that is that considered a good number? Or yeah, okay. yeah. That so was higher a floor renovated, different ten, market. Tenth floor, five floors. And is high. there any difference in bed count? Because sometimes with the classic sex, six and seven, seven. they turn the maid's room into a half bedroom or something. Yeah, like that. So you get no. three or four out of it. So yeah, it's still three. Some okay. of them made the kitchen bigger or made an office. But essentially, three bed, two and a half bath. Okay. So that was on the tenth floor. On the sixth floor, right above us, also renovated, mm -hmm. and the same agent that sold the tenth floor mm -hmm. put it on at four five. Mm -hmm. This is the one in contract. Yes. Then it went to it sat a long time, mm -hmm. and as things are sitting now, and uh, it went to four three. Mm -hmm. They completely the apartment was beautiful for some reason. They completely restaged it. The people moved out mm -hmm. and they restaged it very modern. Where before it was a little more traditional, mm -hmm. and it did go into so then they brought the price down to three nine nine five with the restaging exactly. And, and it, went, it went into contract, I believe, close to that. Gotcha. Very close to where right, it right. has it. My price started mm -hmm. at three eight. Mm -hmm. When that was at four three, I had about a five hundred thousand dollar difference. Right. The renovation for mine is six to seven fifty eight hundred thousand. Right. Right. So when they went to three nine nine five, I went to three eight. I went to the, the history was three five. Right. I'm uh, three four. I'm now at three two nine five. Okay, so you're you're about seven hundred thousand dollars below where they potentially have exactly. this deal out. And I have wiggle room. And that's about and that's about what probably renovation might cost. I mean, yes. outside of the opportunity cost, exactly. Um, that we talk about this. I mean, because if you're going to renovate a seven, right, you're talking about a year, year and a half potentially. I, you know, we've been saying six to nine months. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Well, if you have all the ducks in a row and you got your people ready to go and they right. go through, right. exactly. but, it, but you're, you can't start that process until you're actually closed. So exactly. that's, that's, that's another two that's, months yeah. if it's an all cash buyer, yeah. and then for them to approve the plans. Yeah. So there, there's your year right there. That's a good point. Buyers out there, you have to understand, You know, when you're buying a place and you're in contract, you do not own that place yet. Okay, bringing in people to start chipping away at stuff and spending three hours for architects. They won't look at it's not easy on the sell side. The engineer's not going to look at your plans. The, the board's not going no. to entertain no. you already. The day you close, the next day, right. get your plans in. Yeah, I, I always tell buyers in that situation. I mean, because buyers always want to have everything ready so that the minute they close, they can get things going. And I get it. I understand that. But I've seen a lot of people rush a renovation. And when it comes to a classic seven renovation, you're going to spend $700,000, a million on it. 
don't rush something like that. Exactly. Bring a couple of different contractors in at your own leisure. Think about a couple of different design options, opportunities, and you never know. I mean, because one thing in Manhattan, you bring in three contractors, you can get some wild differences between those three. I mean, Definitely. one guy's at a million, one guy's at 500, one guy's at 700. Right. And you're trying to figure out, is this a quality thing? Am I gonna get a shoddy job from this lower end guy? Right. And I mean, look, it's materials cost, it's labor cost. Some labor guys just charge a lot of money. So. And to look at their work. One of my uh, advices on that subject, because I have renovated multiple properties now, is um, pick your own materials. Yeah. You buy your own yeah. materials. Yeah. For, for people that are renovating. I, I totally agree. I went through a complete renovation. It was, it was granted, it was my house in Connecticut, right? But I learned a lot during that process. And I gotta tell you, that if you picked your materials, right, it, and you control the creativity part of the process, I thought it was a fun part of the process. The only problem is the husband and wife <laughs> conversations yes. over the color of the backsplash, you know, which of course, I'm always wrong, right? You know, I wanted this crazy blue, shiny, crazy. Yeah. Thank God I listened to her. That's all I gotta say. White, <laughs> neutral, it's timeless. That's all I gotta say. But I just wanted Mark, to go back yes. to your apartment. So, how's the traffic coming in? And are are people scared off by the idea that they might have to put some put some elbow grease in? Here? Most people are not into doing a renovation. Yeah. The traffic's been great. Mm -hmm. I've shown that apartment in seven months, mm -hmm. um, dozens and dozens of times. Um, we do have an offer that we're negotiating now. Yeah. They did, the buyer came back about six times with the boyfriend, with the mother twice, with the sister, and then Friday they came back with their contractor. Yeah. So we did have a contractor come in. We had a price that we thought was very reasonable. It was a high-end contractor. We did Ralph Lauren's house in the Hamptons, so she was high-end, and she came out at you know six to seven hundred thousand with central air conditioning. Right. So, but at the end of the day, yes. what are the buyers looking for? They're looking for the bones and of this apartment. It's got unique bones that they really can't find somewhere else. It does, else, so. but they seem the general feeling was people that could not wrap their brain around if they didn't already do a renovation, which right. is typical. Yep. They did not. They were looking to buy something renovated, and in a down market like this, they felt like they could get a deal. But my thing is always like we always tell them: Wouldn't you rather pay less and get your own renovation right. and not buy someone else's? But yep. a lot of hesitation to the renovation. The big thing was my building is a part-time doorman. Right. So for the first four or five months, six four months, I was getting resistance to that. Now the people that come don't care at all, right. which is very strange, hmm. you know? Well, I'm hearing other brokers telling me that they had listings on the market for five months, nothing, and now they're entering the end of the period and they're just getting tons of offers out of, out of no, it's like somebody yes. flipped the switch on. After Labor Day. Yeah, yeah. I want to point that out too. Yeah, and also, I mean, look, it's a seasonal marketplace, right? We just yes. went through Christmas holidays, um, the Jewish holidays, the New Year holidays, all the other holidays, and we're in January, we're in bonus season. This is the start of our active season. Exactly. And it starts now, and it goes until about May, right? So this is this is it. Yeah. Like, we, we've, we've had a bad season, a bad active season the last couple of years. Right. It doesn't happen now. Right. I don't know. You may have to go up and early. <laughs> and I pitched it as new year, new price, yeah. you know, looking fresh. Yeah. And the traffic has, not from that, but just the timing, the traffic has right. increased right. at my open houses. And at this point, you know, it's like starting over. I just hope sellers take advantage of it. Because again, you don't know, you don't know when it might die down. So you're getting some seasonal activity yes. right now. And, and again, that's something that we just haven't seen in a while and it's been a down market. So if you're getting a decent bid right now, do not just exactly. engage it. Do not just ignore it. Yeah, close it. Shifting to rentals really quick. Um, what are you seeing there? I know you do a lot. Can I, one more thing about sure. sales before? Yeah, of course. Sorry, I stepped on you. That's okay. Mm -hmm. um, 
very just fresh, just like literally accepted offer 30 minutes ago. Oh, just one of your days. Yes, okay. uh, I'm working with an agent on it. Mm -hmm. Literally showing uh, December 29th. Mm -hmm. This person flew in from San Francisco, a uh, couple looking for peer-to-peer slash investment property in New York. They want to rent it out until they move back. Mm -hmm. um, they're originally from here, but uh, work out in San Francisco. We were in a building downtown, um, I'm not going to mention, but it's a very unique building in the West Village. Um, condo? Turpentine. Condo, <laughs> yes. It was, it's not in contract, so I don't right. want to sp specify, but very unique building. They don't make buildings like that anymore, so they're very hot. They flew in to see an apartment in that building, mm -hmm. specifically. Um, in the lobby, we meet somebody who owns an apartment there. So we went up, we see the penthouse, they don't like the penthouse, but we do... Um, like the apartment offered by this lady that, that, they, came to some, that they came to see. No, the other oh, the one. other one. Okay, gotcha. That you and met in the lobby. Yes, to totally random. So asking price one point a million five hundred. Is that on the market or that's just off market? Okay, so this is something off that she's market. thinking. Of. Okay, gotcha. Million five hundred ninety. She was on the market with a broker, uh -huh. took it off, gotcha, and was now off market. So I'm thinking, you know, either rent it out. I have somebody who's gonna pay me fifty-seven hundred uh, for a lease. Right, right. I'm not sure if I want to sell it now. In the meantime, she met somebody else who's selling a property in the building. So this woman is now selling her unit, buying another one. The investor buying another one in the building, wow. and my clients want want her apartment. Right. We negotiated two hundred and ninety thousand dollars of the asking price. Wow! All right, so that's very good. And I was that's just looking at. I'm, looking at I'm not saying it's the norm, but it's no, really it's not the norm. It's but for an, and also, it's an off-market deal. So I mean, it's and she's been through the process, right? right. She's been through the selling process. She probably realized I have investor. some here. But I just want to say really quick. Yeah. Look, we're looking at median listing discount, right? Mm -hmm. Look at look at this last tick of median listing discount down five point four percent. So I mean, we're at the highest level, and I we've been saying this for a couple of months right now. This data is lagging, right? And that's to Bianca's earlier point, which is this, the sellers that are coming down, and this is exactly what's happening. Right? I, did, was she talking about? Did she have any previous offers on her place that yes. she's using to negotiate with you? She was. She had offers, but it, it was just a timing thing. Yeah. Right. She now has this other apartment she wants to invest on, and she's taking almost three hundred thousand dollars loss. Right. She'll on, get it on back the on the buy on the purchase yeah. side. Right. She'll get it back on the. That's a crazy. That's a crazy little story. Some, some buildings are having some crazy turnover. But there's a couple things here. Number one, I guess this is the new sort of for sale by owner. You just linger in your lobby and just sort of <laughs> wait for ages to show up. Hasn't always existed? It's always existed. Okay. But the second thing is commission in writing. Yeah. Commission in writing. Absolutely. But but the other interesting thing is, and in what you mentioned is that. Whatever she loses on her sale, she's going to make up on the purchase because this is a great trade-up market. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of buyers are just – they don't quite wrap their heads around it or sellers don't wrap their heads around it. This Very is a great market. Yeah. If I'm in a two-bedroom and I want to go to a three-bedroom, gosh, my two-bedroom, I'm selling it almost for what I bought it for. But you know what? You're getting the discount. Yeah. But because they don't, they don't understand the price point nature of this cycle down. This right. cycle down – I mean there's always a price point nature of the down cycle. But this specific down cycle, the high end got hit disproportionately to the low end. And, and that's why we're saying things like this, that it's a great trade-off. I feel like it's starting to trickle down, though. I was saying, yeah, no, what definitely saying is. I feel like yeah. a year ago, the, the discounts are only in the high end, the, mm -hmm. the 10 plus million dollar places. I remember running a search between um, 6 and 12 million for somebody uh, selling property in the Plaza Hotel, and there were only maybe four transactions in six months yeah. in like 20 block radios in the area. Yeah. But now it's, it's starting to trickle down. It's yeah. affecting the lower end. It's totally affecting the lower end. Every, there's no, 
isolated areas anymore. It's, it's, it's there. It's just a matter of the severity, I think. And if like the low end, I mean, if we're going to call the low end like a million and under, maybe that got hit, I don't know, 5 to 10% from the peak. 1 to 2 million, maybe 8 to 15%. And as you go higher up, it's like, again, 10 million plus. I wouldn't be surprised to see some 30, 35% kind of transactions yeah. off that peak. Yeah. It's just that, that market should never have been where it was in 2014, 2015. Correction. And the market corrected to where it should be. Shifting to rentals, what's going on in the rental market? So we do a fair amount of rentals, it's buyer. Um, we have about 30% of the exclusive business on the rental side and 70% opens. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of OPs pretty much throughout. So OPs for, for the people listening are owner pays, owner pays. meaning the, the actual owner of the unit or the landlord slash manager. Pay the brokers fee. Gotcha. Um, it's a concession. Concessions, right. exactly. We also see a lot of the newer building offer all offering two and three months free wow. on a fourteen or two year lease. In addition to the OPs. In addition to the OPs. Now is this are you talking Manhattan here or is this Manhattan broken? Manhattan, yes, okay. absolutely. Um, some buildings on the west side, some okay. of the bigger buildings are offering two months free. Right. Um, I'm part of the rental committee at Revenue. You may know this, and we're seeing because there's a lot of broker owners there. Uh, and managers, and actually there's few landlords too, um, they're saying the same thing that if 10 years ago, or actually I would say pre-recession and a few years after, um, they were collecting say 12 or $15,000 on a two bedroom in Union Square, now they cannot rent it for 8,500. Mm -hmm. so they're forced to give concessions. Right. Um, on uh, the other front for agents out there, um, where one of the major marketplaces just pretty much be, became eliminated. You may have heard Naked Apartments is shutting down for open rentals. Oh, so everything's, everything's not just going to be exclusive agreements. Exclusives or yeah. marketing agreements. Right. So people don't say what open listings are. Open listings are, are non... So like, let's say I'm an owner, right? And I want to rent out my apartment. I could technically give that listing to... Five, five firms. Anybody. So, anybody who brings you Right. So, so basically, there's agents at City Habitats, at Spire, at Element, or, or, or at Compass, all showing my listing, or, right, hoping that their little sphere brings in the, the business, exactly. as opposed to an exclusive. So, um, it's going to better the industry, in my opinion. It's going to eliminate a lot of uh, bait and switching and, right. and just having the same listing posted hundreds of times. The street is allow open listings anymore? No. No, okay. So everything's it, it and they cleans charge it. for each. Right. Well that and that's another way of cleaning up the actual real inventory that's actually out there. I mean there was I remember when I was a rental agent back in two thousand five I had a nice head of hair on myself. I want to ask you about that. Yeah. yeah. And I mean it was it was look it was a Craigslist game back then, right? You right. Could go get listings, take a photo, put it on Craigslist and then go spend the afternoon waiting for phone calls to come in. And um, it was just a dirty game because I remember open listings. There was 15, 20 agents having open listings. And the data was just, you would see the same listing 15 times. It was just the only way you could advertise also. Yeah. It's the only way you can advertise unless you have your own relationship and exclusives. Right. So, so for a newer agent or somebody who doesn't have relationships and exclusives, that's the only. That's way the only way to do it. Yeah, generate. You got to grind. I, I just want to go back to concessions because I, I, you know, we, Urban Dict is really focused on sales. We have rentals coming out. Knock on wood. Yep, about a month or so. About a month or so. Yeah. Um, but just still trying to wrap my head around how how all these things work, and I want to ask you about concessions. Will it, a landlord's concession does that basically money they're giving you on the side, but they're keeping the lease price at a higher rate so they can have that on yeah, the books? Yeah, so I can address some of that. I actually had a meeting with somebody yesterday about it, and they asked me how concessions work and what are net leases. I said, in the legal terminology, net lease means something totally different than what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. When you see online a price advertised at 
$4,000, but they're just start under, uh, you know, inside the ad saying, this is the net effective rate. The, the actual rent of the unit is 4,400 right. uh, or, or 46, my math is not so great. Right. But uh, Higher. Factoring, yeah. factoring in the, 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 two, the one or two free months, amortizing over the year, comes out nets you the 4,000. Now, a lot of people have a problem with that because you really, really taking out of pocket the forty five hundred or whatever that mm -hmm. is, and, and paying that ten months, you get the two months free. Sometimes at the front, sometimes yep. at the end. Uh, but then your renewal comes in with the higher rent. Mm -hmm. So right. your renewal will be if the current lease rent is forty five, your renewal will be at least forty six. And just to just to be clear, the reason that they do this is. They, they don't want to lower that, that watermark, right? They want to keep that benchmark at a high level. So many, and yeah. they don't want to show that a $4,500 apartment is now 4000 because yeah. maybe that'll trigger down to 3800 3600 exactly. They'd rather do something. Like banks, their right. investors, developers. There's so many right. pieces in the puzzle. Exactly, yeah. Um, if there is a loan against the property, they probably want to show the bank that this are this is the rent roll. Right. So I think I think viewers the of this show are a temporary thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. So this is gonna say viewers of this show. I mean, they're trying to figure out if rents have come down, and they're probably struggling to find that because the answer is you can't really measure it that way. You should really measure it on the um, the, the the concessions the and and right the concessions and all the fees and everything that's being offered to you. I mean, what was the last time it was like this? I mean, just to give people relative understanding, where was this rental market four years ago? Were they offering these concessions four years ago? Four years ago, not as many. Seasonally, too. Yeah, it, seasonally. So, yeah, okay. exactly. Uh, 15, 16, 17, I would say we had uh, about 30 to 40% of mm -hmm. the inventory, rental inventory offering concession. Now mm -hmm. it's Probably like 60 or 70. Okay, so it's so, a lot more. And when you take now. a listing, when you take an exclusive listing, you've got to convince your seller to pay to you the broker fee because right. it'll, it'll sit there. Gotcha. You know, they can go to somewhere with the numbers that high and just rent something and not pay the fee. Right. I want to point out something else though um, with concessions, and then uh, it's mostly on the, on the high end. Uh, new shiny buildings. Okay. Um, That's good information. And, and you the should, meat and potato you, ones. You should also know, yes, that um, the, the $2,000 studios, you're still paying fees for those. Okay, gotcha. The $2,500 one bedrooms on the upper west side where there's very little inventory, right. you're still paying a fee on those. Mm -hmm. okay. um, so if you're looking for a $4,000 one bedroom or a $5,000 one bedroom, mm -hmm. you'd likely be able to save on the fee. So uh, also, as you know, there's a lot of new developments that came up recently. So that's a result of all the uh, construction that didn't start during the recession, and right. they all started coming up right. at the same time, which uh, affected uh, the, the rental market. Right. Uh, all this uh, foreign money, uh, Chinese, Brazilian, you know, a lot of foreign money came into United Russian. US, New yeah. York, yeah, uh, from from uh, 2011. Actually, when we met right. uh, back at Esther's Academy. 2011 to 2013, a lot of foreign buyers, I think about 50% was foreign buyers. What are they doing? They're right. renting their properties, so right. that's affecting the rental market. Is there a supply problem in the rental market or not? No, no we have not. actually a pretty, I, I, I think I read recently that it's the highest, uh, biggest rate we've had in a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe it was 1.6%, which is still very, very low. low. Right. But for New York City, considering we were at quarter of a percent in 2007, right. now we're 1.6, it's mm -hmm. high. So it's, it's not a supply problem, it's just the demand problem paying what was the market three, four years ago, exactly. and, and landlords are now offering incentives to kind of make the deal happen. 
in, okay. in a way, it's similar to the sales market. Yeah, I was just yeah. going to say yeah. exactly. Yeah, except I think that I think sellers are just struggling a little more. I mean, those sellers that are aspirational or those sellers that are testing the market, I mean, they're just getting killed right now. I mean, they're getting hurt right now. Yeah. And and look, you're starting to hear about activity coming back. Sellers do not miss this opportunity. You're only exactly. going to have an active season for a couple of months. And listen to your agent. And before you before you know it, you're into summer. Yeah. Right. And then you're going to go into fall. And it's, well, and the, on, on the other side, when you talk about. The rental market, a lot of the rentals out there are owned by large landlords and they can be far more flexible on their terms than sellers can. Yeah. So you might be hearing the same things, but the, but the landlords have a lot more flexibility to actually move these units than yeah. sellers do. Very so don't miss this window. All right, so we're, we're toning down here, so I want to get some final thoughts for you guys. Um, I have a seller. I have a stubborn seller. Let's just focus on that. What, what are you telling that seller? What are you telling that seller? Different perspectives here. And let her rip. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh... I always I start with it depends okay. the salaries where we are. Uh, I usually back up my my point of view with the facts. Mm -hmm. um, you you may have seen uh, recently that the L shutdown may mm. not actually happen right. completely. Right. Um, so that's you know it's a different conversation depending on where the seller is and mm -hmm. what price point. Right. Uh, but I would say uh, I would say depending on their motivation too. Um, one of the things is, uh, a good example I gave actually to uh, the seller that I mentioned, the expired conversation was like, if you have the $800,000 sitting in the bank, mm -hmm. let's say you had the cash, and somebody came in and took, stole 20000 mm -hmm. out of that every month, mm -hmm. how would that make you feel? Because in a, in a down market, it's, it's just a downward spiral. It's, 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 yeah, and it, it's the longer in the market, the, the higher the listing the discount. Higher, especially if it's an estate sale yeah. or somebody who's very motivated, needs to needs to take a, you know move out of state or the country, whatever the case. Right. Um, if they are if they are uh, not in a rush and right. they can they're fine with their one bedroom, not don't necessarily need a two bedroom today. Right. Um, I would use what what John said earlier. Uh, it's a good time to trade up because mm -hmm. you save the money. Right. Um, on, the on, on the purchase. How long? Let's say I'm a seller. I'm on the market. How long until you have to consider a price cut? I know it's different for everyone. Everyone knows, like, in general, how long does the market take to tell itself your price is wrong? Six weeks, I usually start having Six conversations. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm more of a, like, in the first two to three weeks, mm -hmm. two or three open houses, mm -hmm. if you don't have an offer, mm -hmm. um, you're priced too high. Right. Because you get, you know, you strike while the iron's hot. Right. The beginning is the, the most important point. So, you know, lots of times if they're resistant, I say, look, let's put it on for what you think it is. Right. But like in two or three weeks, gotcha. let's reduce. So you manage your expectations. You go in knowing it. You say, listen, we have a plan here. I'll give you your chance. Exactly. Right. If they're really stubborn about it, if they're not and they listen to me because I'm a believer still, especially now price is the most important thing. Right. Okay. Price it lower. You know, if your cutoff is five million, price it lower. Get all that that pool of people there and yeah. maybe you'll get up you'll you have more you know to convince a seller that you'll get a higher price by pricing it lower yeah. is the hardest thing to do yeah. you gotta let the market work you gotta well, be in the market and not only that but you gotta create a compelling reason and you gotta create an urgency everyone keeps talking about there's right. no urgency in the market and one reason to create an urgency right. is to get that price to where the market and actually is get a crowd going versus the 70% other places that right. don't have the price because one of the things sellers forget is that buyers out there that are looking at their property know far more about this market than they do. Yeah. Right. They've seen everything out there. They know, they, the, know. they know the competition. They know the price points. It's a lot more inventory, which allows buyers to be choosy yeah. and to, to be out there and I, I use the dating analogy. 
Yeah. There's so many single people. Why don't you just be someone? And I'm married, and I hear it. I'm getting the best advice right over here. Exactly. This has been great. Thank you so much, Bianca, Mark, for Inspire. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Noah and John from Urban Digs. We're talking Manhattan, and we'll see you next time.